0: Hey guys, so in today's episode, I interview Kristen Kaczynski, who is a business coach for new entrepreneurs. You're going to love this episode because her main thing that she talks about is how to get 10K months if you have under a thousand of followers. So I know so many people are listening, are probably in that range and they're following on Instagram. So if you want to know her tips and her tricks, listen on. Hey, so before we dive into the episode, I wanted to ask you something real quick. Are you launching something in 2020? Maybe like a course or a program or a coaching package? If you are, you gotta join our Ultimate Sales Page Roadmap. It will be a live masterclass that is happening February 18th, where we will be showing you how to craft an effortless sales page that converts for you on the reg. Are you interested? Visit mbmagency.com forward slash sales class and don't forget to use our promo code which is podcast, for $75 off of your ticket. All righty, Kristen. Welcome to the Marketing Mindset Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Good. So tell me, before we go into kind of all the tips and tactics and everything, tell me a little bit about what you do and what inspired you to get started as an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it all kind of started about a year ago when I decided that I didn't want to work in corporate. And it was something that I had kind of known my whole life, my whole Mm -hmm. career, I should say, um, where I just, I felt like the structure, I didn't like it. I wanted freedom. I wanted the freedom to choose my schedule, to choose what I did, to work on the projects that were interesting to me, and to really be able to control what I did on a day-to-day basis. And for a while, I thought it meant that I was lazy that I didn't want to work in corporate. And I ultimately realized, well, no, I just had different interests and I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I started to just create content and I had had a podcast for a while with the intent to eventually monetize it. But when I first started it, I had no clue how to do it. Um, So what I did was I picked the podcast back up and I started creating content on Instagram to hopefully figure out how I was going to make money doing this thing. And eventually I landed on business coaching because I actually come from an advertising background and Um, You know, I had been studying creating online businesses for over five years because it had been something that I had been just thinking about on my own for such a long time. And I realized that I had quite a bit of knowledge to share. And so since I, you know, made that shift, I quit my job within two to three months. Um, And then within like three months of quitting my job, I hit my first 10K month with just my business, um, which was really exciting and really empowering because I thought for sure I was going to have to have a following of like 10,000 people in order to make $10,000 per month. But that hasn't been the case for me. I have a following to date of about 1,100, maybe 1,200 followers on Instagram and probably like 500-ish on my podcast. And that small but valuable and engaged audience has been enough to help me reach my income goals for 2019. So it's been really exciting. That's amazing. And I like, I totally want to dive deeper because I feel like so many people start
0: side hustles and they take so long to actually dive into it full time. And then also so long to make like 10K months. What do you think was like your secret sauce? What do you think set up your timeline?
1: So you talked about mindset a bit before we started recording this call, and that was actually a big piece of it, was I shifted my mindset around, I'm not just trying this to see if it works, I'm doing this. And it was kind of that, like, it's going to happen and there's no excuses and there's no, you know, there's no plan B was kind of my attitude because Mm -hmm. I was miserable in my corporate job. And it was nothing against the job or the company, like looking back, like it was a pretty sweet gig, but yeah. It was more just like my desire to do something that gave me more of a voice and gave me more creativity. And like with the internet and your own personal brand and your own coaching business, that's something that you have 100% control over. So that was really attractive to me. Um, So it really was that mindset shift of like, I'm not just going to like play and treat it like a hobby. I'm going to treat it like a full-time job and I'm going to give it everything I have and the results Ended up happening exactly as I, you know, had wanted them to. I intended to make 10k by the end of 2019, and I did in one month. So it was really exciting.
0: Yeah, that is exciting. Did you, did you go into it with business coaching, or did you do anything um, kind of prior to that?
1: So I had been creating content. I guess you could say I was like a content creator for like six months before I launched my business coaching business. And that was really me trying to figure out what is my niche? What do I want to do? Who do I want to serve? Mm -hmm. Um, so because of that, I do have a big portion of my audience that is attracted to health and wellness content. And that's actually how I've specialized as a business coach is I help health and wellness coaches um, as their business coach to help them you know, monetize their business on the internet using social media to get clients. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as like, did I do something before, not for pick not for pay. I you know, I was creating content but I wasn't really, you know, able to monetize and I think a big part of that was because I didn't have a clear direction. So once I finally like made a decision and had that clear direction, it became a lot easier. That makes sense. Okay, so now I want to dive into Instagram
0: because you teach coaches how to scale their business easily to 5k months or 5k plus. And So if someone maybe didn't hear your story right now when you mentioned you do have a small following, but I feel like when people, you know, hear people making these 5K, 10K months off of Instagram, I know that they're instantly thinking like you need thousands upon thousands of followers to make that kind of money. But I love how you speak on the fact that you can still make that same amount of money with a small following. Can you dive deeper into that and explain how and why that is possible?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So really the key is, and I think this is a great place for anyone who has a small following to start out. The key is to start with high ticket coaching because it's a big cash injection into your business. You don't need, you know, an odd you don't need a paying audience of fifty in order to make those five K and 10K months. So for example, right now my my prices have gone up, but to date, my prices for one-on-one coaching, if you wanted to work with me for three months, like a 12-week program, it'd be roughly $3,000. So one client already gets me $1,000 per month. Mm-hmm. And if I were to sign, you know, currently I have roughly eight to 10 clients, some are wrapping up. Um, so when you have like, you know, eight to 10 people who are paying $1,000 a month, well, there you go. There's your 10K month. Yeah. And I think it's, it's not... It's, it's difficult to get started with high ticket coaching. I think, I think people are like nervous about selling that type of package because it is a big, um, amount of money. And I think people are a lot more attracted to selling online courses and stuff like that, where they are more passive and that's, you know, that is the direction I'm moving my business in now. And my high ticket coaching is going to become more exclusive and more high ticket. But I think to start out, if you're, especially if you're desperate to get out of your job, which I was, high ticket one-on-one coaching is the best place to start because you will get that revenue with fewer people in your audience. Yeah, that makes sense. So
0: when someone's building their Instagram, did you do anything to make sure that you had, you know, an audience that needed this or how did you go about that?
1: Yeah, so once I decided what I wanted to do in terms of my niche, then it was a matter of identifying people who are ideal clients and engaging with them. And it's so simple. Like sometimes when I'm coaching people or teaching people on Instagram stories, um, which by the way, follow me on Instagram if you want to get free trainings all the time. I'm at Kristen Kaczynski. Um, But sometimes when I'm teaching this stuff, to me it seems so obvious, but I think so many people have lost sight of the fact that. You're just talking to other humans, mm-hmm. and especially on Instagram, a platform that is overrun with bot activity, mm-hmm. you know, robot activity. If you can show up as a human, and if you actually care to learn about someone who might be an ideal client, and to see if they're a good fit for your program, and then to offer your program, you know, to ask for the sale, that's going to go over quite well. Like I've had it go over really well in my business, my in my client's business as well. It's really just, you know, trying to be that authentic person and that guide for people who, you know, you can help. And sometimes they'll say no, sometimes they'll say yes. But if you're able to be a human and to really find a way to connect with them on a one-on-one level, mostly in the Instagram DMs is how my business works, then Mm -hmm. your results will be, you know, beyond your dreams. They'll be really, really good.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So say if someone is listening and they're still working a nine to five, but they have a side hustle that they are dreaming to take full time, what steps should they take in order to take their business full time?
1: Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> this resonates with me a lot because I actually worked on my business for about six months while I was working two jobs. So not only my nine to five, mm, wow, I also taught fitness part-time. Uh, and that's something actually that I still do just because I love it. And it, I feel like it just boosts my mood and puts me in my power, which translates great on social media. So anyway, what I meant to say was, I am like really familiar with having very limited time because I was already working, you know, fifty, sixty hours a week with my wow. existing jobs when I started my business. Luckily, my partner is in medicine, so he was already a workaholic. So for me, it just became um, just being really intentional about how I would spend my weekends, how I would spend, you know, two to three hours before work. You know, I had to be at the office at 9 a.m. I lived pretty close, so I would get up at around 5:30, 6 a.m. Work for an hour and a half, two hours, and then get ready for work and go to work. And it sounds brutal, but in my opinion, if you're someone who wants to start your entrepreneurial journey as soon as possible, if you can get up a few hour, get up a few hours earlier—not to the point where you're not sleeping—but you know, something that's doable. Like maybe yeah. you normally wake up at five thirty to do an hour long workout. Well, maybe you do, you know, a 30 minute workout and you spend 30 minutes working on your business. Um, and, and then also cutting out some of the social things. Cause I love to socialize and I love my friends and I loved hanging out with people, but I had to be really strict about how I spent my time socially when I was trying to balance all three things mm-hmm. because, you know, happy hour after work, that's two hours you could have spent working on your business yeah. and now you're going to be a little bit hung over the next morning. So you're not going to get up earlier to continue to work on your business. Mm-hmm. So it becomes, um, something you have to be very disciplined and intentional about, but it's a hundred percent possible To build your business while you're still in your job you just have to be really really committed and really coming back to that why whenever it starts Mm -hmm. to get hard it's like why do i actually want to do this why is this important to me why do i need to say no to that you know 30 millionth holiday happy hour thing well because i want to leave my job and if i do this it's going to make that possible
0: I love that. I love that you mentioned that because I feel like a lot of people are look, are looking for an easy way out or looking for like the get rich quick. And it's like you really do have to put in a lot of work because I can relate to you when I started working in on, my, on my business when I was still full time in my job. Um, I would do the same thing. I wouldn't wake up early because I'm not a morning person, but I would stay up late to like one, two in the morning or on my lunch break. So I would go to like Starbucks and work on my business and same thing on weekends and you really do have to put in a lot of hard work <laughs> for you to get to the point of being able to work for yourself full time which is amazing but i love that you brought that up to remind people that like if you want this you got to put in a lot of a lot of work
1: <laughs> yeah and and that's not to say cuz i have <clears throat> i have had clients who stay in that mindset even after they leave their full time job and i don't okay. think that Needs to be the case. Like, I think once you're a full time entrepreneur, then you reestablish those boundaries of like, okay, work stops at 6 p.m. I only do work maybe for three to four hours on Saturdays, and then Sundays I take it completely off because you will burn out if you don't take some time off. And like, you deserve that. You deserve to have time off. But I do think if you're trying to balance a nine to five job, maybe two jobs, and you're trying to build a business, you're going to have to make some sacrifices and you're going to mm-hmm. have to sacrifice your social life. You're going to have to sacrifice maybe a bit of sleep, a bit of relaxation, and really be kind of like balls to the wall for three to five months, maybe six months. And then the results will you know, happen for you. It doesn't mm-hmm. take that much time. It just takes hella commitment.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's funny that you mentioned that because I was definitely one of those people that um, once I went into my business full time, I was still working like 24 seven on the weekends all the time because I was so used to it. And I also felt like weird if I wasn't, but then I burnt out so bad. I was like, not being creative, not, um, like everything was taking me like twice as long to do. And then, so now second half of 2019, I'm like, have I created like, very strict boundaries like no work on the weekends no work after a certain amount of time during the day um like yeah that's such a good point.
1: (laughs) I know. And especially like if you came, like you and I, if you came out of working on your business from a nine to five, like you said, you're just in that rhythm. And then you kind of lose sight of the fact that you started your business for freedom. And now you're Mm -hmm. like, married to your business. Mm -hmm. So I just like to remind people of that because I think that's, I think a lot of people quit, not because they're not going to be capable of success they yeah. quit, they get burnt out or they get tired of not seeing results and sometimes you just have to take a step back you know to take I had one client I literally prescribed her a three day break from her oh business. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do not go on social media. Do not talk to anyone in the DMs. Like don't do anything related to your business for three days. Cause you need to like clear your head. You need to be able to recenter, come back with energy, come back feeling creative. And that's not going to happen if you continue to work, 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 work with no break. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to have that reminder. Cause I think we're all, we're all overachievers in this entrepreneurial world. That's for sure. So how can new coaches start attracting clients
0: to their offer? So say maybe they just started their business full time and they need more clients or they're still in the side hustle phase. What are your steps? What are your tips for them to take um, to start getting those clients?
1: Yeah, so I am like really excited to talk about this because I'm actually creating a course all about this. Um, content that sells is going to be my new course coming out in February. So depending on when this. Oh, is, okay,
0: perfect yeah. timing. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but essentially, I think it comes back to having a niche, having killer content. And then having the skills to communicate with people one-on-one to close the sale. Those three things. If you have those three things, um, I think you're pretty well set up for success. So we can kind of dive into each of those a little deeper. So. Mm-hmm your niche. This is not your industry. So if you're a health coach, if you're a wellness coach, if you're a life coach, that might be your title. That might be your certification. That's your industry. That's not your niche. That's not the specific tangible problem that you help someone solve. So what I like to do is I like to, when I'm working with a new client, I like to look at their Instagram and see if I can tell what what I would get if I paid them today. Mm-hmm. And if I can't tell what I would get. Like if, if it says health coach, avocado toast lover, live your best life, find out how you can work with me. Like, what am I getting if I give yeah, you my money? Yeah. Am I getting some avocado toast or <laughs> am I getting my best life? Like, how do you know what my best life is? You know, Yeah. I think we, we think so broad because we want to help people with everything, but the more specific and tangible you can get, whether it's fat loss, metabolism, uh, taking off the baby weight, whatever specific area of expertise you want to focus in on. The minute you say that you instantly become more credible. You Mm -hmm. instantly have more authority because now you're not saying like you can help me create my dream life because that's honestly, that's too big of a promise for anyone. It's very
0: vague. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I can't promise you your dream life. I can promise you 5K months, but so you have to really get critical of what you're putting in your IG bio and what you're focusing your content on. And so that's the first step is really identifying that clear, tangible niche to where if someone paid you today, they would know exactly what they're getting. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe post that in Facebook groups, you know, ask friends about that so you can get um, an outsider's opinion of your IG bio. And then the second thing that I mentioned was content. And when it comes to content, one of the big mindset shifts I implemented, which was a huge game changer for me, was to stop thinking about my life and to start thinking about my ideal client's life Mm
0: -hmm. and what are
1: they struggling with. And I think a lot of people get caught up in the trap of creating like inspirational content, like content about themselves. Like until I, you know, started doing keto and intermittent fasting, I felt X, Y, Z. And I, you know, I was really struggling with my weight and it's like, okay, that is inspiring, but why do we care? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's kind of a harsh question, Mm -hmm. but you have to think like people are scrolling on Instagram. They're barely reading your caption. They're like not even paying attention. So if you're talking about yourself, they're unlikely to have any type of reaction to it. They're unlikely to connect with you. So the more you can think about how can I create a resonation point for my ideal client, the more they're going to be attracted to you because you're going to all of a sudden appear like you're speaking directly to them. Mm -hmm. And in order to identify what that might be, market research, market research, market research, you want to make sure you're talking to ideal clients. You're really getting in front of them, you know, maybe doing like little mini interviews in the DMs. I used to do that. I would like interview people who I know liked my content, who I knew were ideal clients. And I would ask them, so... I'm creating my content for January. What do you want to see? What do you want to learn from me this month? And then they would tell me their struggles. They would tell me what they're trying to figure out. Um, So once you have your niche, once you have your content, then it just becomes a matter of closing the sale, right? And getting that communication down. Because I think, especially if you've never been in a sales position, or even if you have, because I have clients who sell in their nine to five, but for some reason they can't sell their amazing health coaching program. Um, But I think we have this like weird energy around sales to where we think that we're, we're pushy, we're bugging people who would want to buy from us. And so I think a really helpful mindset shift there is thinking, okay, I have this really epic Fat loss program that I've created. I've tested it on myself. Maybe I've tested it on a few beta clients, Mm -hmm. and it's amazing and it works. So, thinking back to like, okay, what is the value that I'm giving to someone if they go through my program? Not only are they going to lose the fat, not only are they going to feel more comfortable in their clothes, maybe they're going to be more confident. Maybe they're going to, you know, go for that promotion. They're going to ask for that promotion. Maybe they're going to ask that guy out on a date or ask that girl out on a date. Maybe they're going to do something that they wouldn't have done. And if I don't intervene and help them get this transformation that is holding them back, they're not going to get to experience all that good stuff. And so I always think of it like, okay, what do they get? Not only by working with me, but what is the ripple effect? Mm -hmm. What is the ripple effect? If I suggest my program to them because I know it can help them. And that's the key here. You want to make sure you're talking to people that you know you can help. And that comes with practice. You start to get better at identifying ideal clients. But once you know you can help them, it's just that mindset shift of like, okay, what do I need to say to help get them into this transformation because I know they need it. I know their life is going to be better. And honestly, if you have that that feeling in inside of you, that energy inside of you that you know, you can help them. You know, you can create that transformation for them. Your confidence is off the charts. Your energy is off the charts and you automatically appear more like an authority, more like someone who can help them more like their coach that they want to pay. And it becomes a lot easier to start to close sales that way. Mm-hmm. So let me know what questions you have. That was kind of a lot of information, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I love
0: that. And I love how you spoke about the mindset and energy piece of selling, because gosh, I remember thinking back when I first started, like my sales calls, I wish I've recorded them because they were just so horrible because I was like, you know, so not confident and that translates. And then when you think about either sales calls now, or if I think about sales calls that I've done with other people, um, they're exactly what you think about. They, know what they have is so good and they're like excited to help you and you believe them and you trust them and you like really do look up to them like an authority. And I think that's so good to remember for people that, that yes, they are, you know, essentially taking money from someone, but they are helping them so much and that person is coming to them and they need that help. So I feel like that is so good. Um, so niching down, Um, creating content, speaking to your customer. I think that is so good because I feel like a lot of people, um, like we're the hero, right? I don't know if you've ever read Story Brand. (laughs) Okay, I love how he explains that the customer is the hero and we really need to think of it that way, that we're just the guide that helps them um, come along. And so would you say like, okay, you niche down, you start creating content for that specific person, whether it be on the feed, whether it be on stories, um, once you start creating that content, would you say the clients start kind of talking to you, asking questions about your program or your students' programs, or would you recommend for your students or for yourself to do even more outreach?
1: So I think there's a lot of value in outreach if you have a smaller audience. Um, Again, it comes back to that idea of like, if you can prove you're a human that cares, you're mm-hmm. going to have much more success in sales. So, you know, I, I would suggest starting with the current following that you have, having more one-on-one conversations with them. And I would start, like, if, if this is your first, like, little dipping your toe in the water of outreach, then start just with general conversations about your niche. Don't start with the intent to sell. And really just think about building those relationships. And then over time... I would try to get into their ear and see what they're struggling with. Like, what can I do in my content to help you? Because then it becomes much easier to speak directly to them because they told you what they want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, starting with the audience you have doing that outreach starting to build those real relationships. And then when you feel like someone has been seriously benefiting from your content, they're continuously engaging with you or if they're not engaging with you, they're at least watching your stories because some people are kind of like lurkers and they don't necessarily comment on all your photos but then they buy from you a couple of days later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, paying attention to those people who are consistently watching you. And building those relationships with them. And then I think it's, it's also just a very simple question to ask someone, which I've had great success with this in my business and my clients have done this in their businesses, is simply saying like, hey, based on what we talked about, I feel like my program could actually really help you. Have you thought about working with a coach? Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be, I think we overthink sales and we're like, I have to trick them into saying yes to me. And like, I have to use all these tactics, but it's like, just suggest your offer as a solution to them. Like based on what you've told me, it sounds like I could help you. Have you thought about working with a coach? Would you want Mm -hmm. to learn more about that? Mm -hmm. And just really kind of taking pressure off the situation of like, you don't know if they want to work with a coach or not. So why not just find out? And then it's a simple yes or no. And then if they say yes, now, you know, they're at least interested and then you can push for the harder sale as you, you know, more through the conversation, you find out what they really need. But if they say no, well, then, you know, and you're not wasting time and you're also not getting like a real rejection because you haven't said, Hey, do you want to sign up for my one-on-one program? It's like, that's, that's like a big ask. And that comes with like a big rejection. But if you're just like, have you thought about working with a coach that doesn't, to me, it doesn't feel as painful if they say no, because then I know, okay, well, they're not ready, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. All right. So I wanted to dive into mindset stuff. I know we've kind of, you know, talked a little bit about it here and there, but as you know, my podcast is called the marketing mindset podcast, because I believe that in order to grow a successful business, you need two things, the right marketing strategies and the right mindset. So what main mindset struggle do you think you have had or maybe your students have had um, when building their businesses and how can they overcome it?
1: Yeah. So um, this is interesting. So (laughs) I'll start with the one my students have had because I think that's kind of the more common one for people who are just starting out. And that is basically this limiting belief of like, who would want to buy from me? And I don't know if my program is worth X, Y, Z amount. And I think what you have to do to get comfortable with that is to think about all the time that you've put in as a coach to get your certification or to develop your program or Mm -hmm. to get through this situation on your own and thinking of like, okay, would I have paid someone, you know, a thousand dollars a month to solve this problem for me six months ago or a year ago or three years ago? And if the answer is yes, well, then there's a market for that. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you can just shift your mindset away from thinking like, "Oh, it's this big chunk of change," it's just a value exchange. Like you're giving them the transformation of, you know, perhaps getting their dream body before their wedding, or um, you know, feeling like they they are patient and calm with their children. Maybe you're a parenting coach. Like that's worth a lot of money. It's probably worth a lot more than a thousand dollars a month especially if they only need like a three month package and then they're like set for life. And that's Mm -hmm. the other thing I like to think about too, is like, you know, the work that you do with your client doesn't end when the contract ends, they continue to grow and evolve, but they wouldn't have started that process if they hadn't started working with you or with another coach. So are you going to let some other coach work with this client? Or are you going to try your best to ask for the sale for people you know, you can help. Um, I think that's a really great way to kind of shift your mindset around that. I also think shifting your mindset around money in general, like I don't know how much you talk about money mindset on your podcast, but yeah. So what one mantra or affirmation that was helpful for me was when, when, let me think how this is said, <laughs> sorry, my brain's like, it's 9am. <laughs> <You're fine. laughs> <laughs> we were just coming off the holiday week. Um, So, okay. So what I want to say is when a client signs up for my package, they receive 10 times the abundance that they give to me. So, and I think that's, that's a hundred percent true. Cause when I think about the work I've done with my clients, they paid me X amount and the results they got was, you know, five times that 10 times that 20 Mm -hmm. times that. And so I think just like rethinking about money in general is like, it really is an investment. And we say this as like a marketing tool, like it's an investment. It's not the price, but Mm -hmm. it's true. It's an investment in their personal development or their business development or their health and wellness. And I think if you can reframe it as like, they're going to get that return on their investment. Mm -hmm. You won't feel as uncomfortable with accepting money or trying to sell your services. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the mindset shift for me that has been interesting was, um, you know, I have had success. And I think I have this limiting belief of like, there's only so much success I can actually have. And so I'm trying to work on that. Honestly, like this is a present thing. I'm trying mm-hmm. to scale the six figures, consistent 10K months in 2020. And one of my mindset shifts has been just because I've had success in the past does not mean there's not no more waiting for me in the future. And That's, that's an ongoing process, but I don't know if you can relate to that. (laughs) I can. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I,
0: with money mindset, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but when I discovered the whole mindset thing, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I worked on my limiting beliefs. I was seeing results in my business. Cause I I started money mindset work like right before I went full time. And then once I went full time, I'm like, okay, now things are going, my mindset is good. But then as business grows. And if you start adding on to the team, you have like, I feel like more pressure. Yeah. And I think that's a, like, unfortunately, a currently, a a current mindset struggles that I'm having is like, you know, 2019 for me was amazing, but like, you know, will it continue in 2020? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think it's like, One of my coaches has told me like new level, new devil, like Mm -hmm. it's ongoing work. And that's why like podcasts like this, or, um, I also have a podcast, the balanced business podcast, these types of personal development tools or books or personal development courses are so critical in the entrepreneurial journey Mm -hmm. because every time you want to scale up and continue on, you have that, you know reptilian brain that says you can't do that. Or like, that's scary. I don't want I you know. to do that. And it's like, you have to step outside your comfort zone, like to your point, hiring a team. Like I've started building out my team a little bit more and it's scary. Cause now it's like, okay, it's not just like, if I don't make money, I don't eat. It's like, mm-hmm. if I don't make money, they don't eat. And that mm-hmm. becomes a lot more pressure. And so I think like, just remembering that especially for the listener who might be in that stage of like, okay, they've had some success. How do they keep it going and continue to grow? Just come back to that personal development, that money mindset, You know, hiring business coaches, hiring mindset coaches, and making it a lifetime practice. And yes. I think if you make it a lifetime practice, then you will get everything that you want. Yes, I know. I have to. I'm
0: constantly reminding myself, like, remember the goals you set like a year and a half ago that you thought were crazy. Reach them. It's okay. <laughs> like, but no, it's true. Like I, I say that too. Yeah, new, yeah, new level, new devils. I'm like trying to think. There maybe, maybe there was another one, but. Um, it or new season, new demon. I don't know, but, (laughs) but it's true. The more you want to grow, like the harder I think it is, but like it is achievable and you just have to remind yourself, but really random question that I don't have on my thing, but what, um, mindset or money mindset books have you read that? Like you feel like you really connected with.
1: Ooh, well, I mean, honestly, like Any law of attraction books have been like really powerful for me. So, um, I think I've read the secret, the power, um, a practical, there was one book I read that was like a practical application of the law of attraction, which was great because that kind of taught me how to create my own mantras. Mm -hmm. Um, like I'm in the process of becoming a six figure entrepreneur that feels really like real Versus I am a six-figure entrepreneur. Like, that's Mm -hmm. scary. Like, I'm not there yet, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So just kind of like learning about how to apply it practically, that was helpful. Um, I also really like uh, Allison Bird. Mm-hmm. Well, her, yeah. I just did her money mindset
0: course. I don't I'm know if you did as do. As well.
1: yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So she she's been great. Um I'm still working my way through the course. I didn't name <laughs> <the> <laughs> But I mean it, it was just like eye opening. And then also I think I think one thing that's been really interesting for me is getting more tangible. Because I think we have these goals of like for me, for example, six figure entrepreneur, but like with my latest business coach, we literally wrote out like, what am I launching? How many students do I need to get? What is my reoccurring revenue? What is my, you know, month to month revenue that is going to get me to six figures. Mm -hmm. And I think so often we have this goal of like, I want a 10 K month, but we don't like reverse engineer Mm -hmm. how to make it happen. So then it becomes too, um, Unconcrete, which I don't think it's a word, but it's not concrete enough <laughs> yes. for us to make it happen. So I think like literally like doing some math equations, figure yeah. out how, yeah. how many clients you need to hit your income goals has been really helpful for me. And then I, I hit those goals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause you,
1: I, once you break it down and you're
0: like, Oh, I only, five people or I only need 10 people like okay this is actually not that bad
1: (laughs) yeah and then it's like when you get to like like let's say you're trying to fill a program I'm trying to fill my content course with 20 students Mm -hmm. so when you get to 10 you're like overjoyed because you've you know you're halfway there and it's also probably like if I'm being honest that's probably more than I expect with the following my size but like if I get to 10 I'm gonna be like oh my god this is amazing let's keep going and like Mm -hmm. having that like almost like that momentum grow is like, okay, my goal is 20 for every student I get up until 20. I'm going to feel excited because I'm closer to 20. And then if you, if I end up with like 15 or with 12 or with eight, I'm still going to be excited because ultimately like the amount of income I'll make will be, you know, what I wanted to hit. But if you aim a little higher and like you get excited as you start to reach those goals and you see the numbers grow, that's when I think, the manifestation happens is when you're like excited about it. You're seeing the numbers grow. You're seeing that you're capable and then it just has so much momentum to help you. Get mm-hmm, to- mm-hmm. Yeah. And your energy shifts once you start getting excited
0: and people feel that I think. Um, so what is next for you for 2020? What are your big plans?
1: Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, So so we talked about my content course, content that sells that's launching in early February. The course will start in early February. Maybe we can get into contact and if there's still time to enroll, we can give uh, your listeners a special link for that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then let me see. I actually have my business plans right here. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. February. And then let's see in March, I'm launching a group coaching experience. So this will be cheaper than my one-on-one. You heard me say my one-on-one is $3,000 for three months. This will be quite a bit cheaper. Um, but you'll still get hot seat coaching. So I'm capping it at nine people. It'll be 90 minute calls. Everyone will get 10 minutes of hot seat coaching plus ongoing support throughout the week in a Slack channel. So I'm super excited about that. That doesn't have a name yet, but, um, if you want to learn more about any of the programs that I'm offering, you can just find me on Instagram at Kristen Kaczynski. Um, and that's where, you know, most of my advertising happens, um, organic advertising. (laughs) And then... I'm also going to be launching a membership, which will be like the lowest ticket offer that I have. And that'll be monthly trainings as well as a bit of ongoing support, but it it won't be hot seat coaching. So that'll be like something that if you want to dip your toe in, like maybe you're still in your nine to five, you want to start to learn things. That would be a great option for you. Um, And then finally I'm launching a mindset and like, like a CEO mindset course for the latter half of 2020. So like June, July, Augustish, um, yeah, and I'm really excited about that because it'll be a lot of the stuff we talked about today, mm-hmm. um, as well as things like establishing systems, legal issues to be aware mm-hmm. of, implications, and um, you know, hiring hiring a team and all of that stuff. So that one's going to be, I think, super valuable for people because that's the kind of thing where like you get your rhythm as a coach, and then you're like, okay, now what? Like, how do I grow this? Yeah, thing? yeah. It's going to be like some of those practical, and then also like mindset shifts that you need to make to step into that role of CEO. That's
0: so awesome. That sounds so exciting. Um, For your membership, is that like through a Facebook group or will you have like your own website to do that?
1: That's to be determined because okay. that's going are launching in like April or May. Um, I think it will probably have like I think the trainings will probably be on a membership site and then there might be like a Facebook group component for oh, cool. you know camaraderie and yeah uh, helping each other out throughout the process.
0: That's so awesome. That sounds like a very exciting year.
1: Yeah, it's a lot.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you gotta break it down. <laughs>
0: I love it. So you mentioned Instagram. Is there any other place that people can find you online?
1: Yeah. So probably by the time this airs, my website will be updated, which is great because it's not right now. (laughs)
0: That's exciting. (laughs)
1: Um, So that'll just be kristinkasinski.com. I'm on Instagram at kristinkasinski. You can find me on Facebook and then you can also find my podcast, The Balanced Business Podcast, which um, on that podcast, it's specifically geared toward health and wellness coaches who want that social media marketing expertise and then might also want to learn more about mindset and um, all the stuff that you and I talked about today. So yeah, those are the places where you can find me.
0: Awesome, I'll definitely include your links um, in the podcast show notes, but thank you so much for joining me today. I think there was a lot of great valuable info for everyone who has a side hustle and wants to take it full time and make those big revenue months with a small following.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: If you've enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already and leave us a review with your main takeaways from this episode. But thanks again for joining me today and I will catch you next time on the Marketing Mindset Podcast.